welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm Kamisha Lucier, Senior Pastor of A Day of Prayer. Today we are going to continue discussing prophetic intercession, praying for your children before trouble arises. And my my dearly beloved <laughs> is is here with us again today. Um, Thank you, honey, honey. You're welcome, baby. Thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasure. It's my pleasure be with you and discuss the word together. Amen. 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 Before we get started, would you be so kind as to please um, like this podcast, share this episode or share this um, live in the Messiah's love on your social media and subscribe to this channel if you haven't done so already. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. It, it certainly encourages me and it also makes this podcast easier for other people to find so that they can be built up in the word of God and set on course to fulfill their death destiny or strengthened as they're in process of walking with the Lord. So thank you. So let's get back to prophetic intercession. What is prophetic intercession? It is taking um, God's method of interceding or praying about things on the behalf of other people and doing it from a prophetic standpoint, um, whether that be future praying for situations before they arise um, or and or incorporating um, wisdom that comes only from the Holy Spirit, something that the Lord knows and makes known to us um, to help guide us along the way. Let's see. I'm going to take a moment and, and look at the scriptures that we were using. Um, Proverbs 22, verse 3 and Proverbs 27, 12. Um, and the Passion Translation says, uh, 22.3 says, A prudent person with insight foresees danger coming and prepares himself for it, but the senseless rush blindly forward and suffer the consequences. And then Proverbs 27.12 in the Passion Translation says, A wise, shrewd person discerns the danger ahead and prepares himself, but the naive simpleton never looks ahead and suffers the consequences. God does not want his children to be ignorant, neither of the vices of the wicked one or the trouble that comes as a part of being humans on this earth and that we have an adversary. Neither does he want us to reject the knowledge of him and how he wants us to go about things, the tools and the resources that he's given us to cause us to have victory and cause us to stand. The scripture said he that he always leads, leads us in triumphant processional mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. So one of the ways that he leads us in victory is not just riding in on a white horse, but giving us wisdom so that we are, we are able to act like him, just like he operated in the earth and see victory come from every direction. You know, um, your enemy will come out before you one way and flee before you seven ways. That's the that's the inheritance that the children of God have in Christ. And that's part of the blessing of being obedient to God. So when we use every tool that he's given us, that helps us to put the adversary to flight from every direction. So prophetic intercession is one key. Um, you know, the battles concerning our children are won and lost from our prayer closet because the the natural manifestation of trouble may take time mm-hmm. to rear its head. It may take time for it to be visible mm-hmm. so that you can physically face it. However, in the spiritual realm, 
we have no limitations of time or visibility. God knows everything. And when we connect with the Holy Spirit, we become privy to his knowledge. We become privy to his insight and his understanding of what's going on. And when we take that stance, we can do a lot to defeat the adversary ahead of time. It doesn't mean that we are able to neglect the responsibility that we have to be present physically mm-hmm. when when it's needed. But it does mean that this strategy of um, interceding ahead of time or prophetically or um, before trouble arises that does a lot to weaken the attacks of the enemy and disarm them. And then all we have to come and do is, um, you know, like the children of Israel um, would do, blow the trumpet and break the glass. And, you know, the Lord is taking care of the adversary or break the pots. And um, God wants us to have every victory, even from the small things to the great things. He wants us to have that. Prayer is not just for a last resort. It is not after we've done everything else, after we've struggled and we're almost desperate and we're falling apart. Now we're going to pray. God wants us to do that ahead of time. That's what Jesus did. He didn't Mm -hmm. wait till till the last minute and go, Lord, we're starving. We need some fish. Let me ask you about it. No, he got up early. He sought God early and he listened to the Holy Spirit at all times. And um, on the last podcast of we talked about parental authority. Absolutely. And, you know, there's there's definitely more that we need to discuss there, and we're going to get into that um, as well. But we, we've already talked about there's a natural authority that we have that in the mm-hmm. physical, natural sense tells us that we can tell our children, do chores, come here, pick this up, go to this school, come home, eat bologna and cheese for lunch or peanut butter and jelly. That's our natural parental authority. But we also have spiritual authority. Um, and on that, because we, you know, in the world, there is super, I'll call them super calamities, which would be like a mass shooting or uh, a bomb going off at a school or things of that nature. And we're keeping it in light of parents using the authority that we have concerning our children. You have the ability to rebuke that in the name of Jesus and to put shields around your children. You know, recently in America, there was a, there's been actually within a couple of weeks, two, two mass shootings, shootings yes. right? But one was at a, a school. And, in Uvalde, Texas, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and moms and dads and, and grandmas and grandpas, I'm telling you um, that Jesus has given you the ability to pray. You may not know naturally everything that's going to happen. But you know there's an adversary and he's wicked. Mm-hmm. You may not know what day something is going to arrive, but Holy Spirit knows. And his job, Holy Spirit's job in the earth is to guide us into all truth and to show us things to come, to take what belongs to the Father and declare it unto us. He gives us strategies ahead of time. I'm going to read John 16, verses 13 through 15. It says, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to just sit idly by and wait for the enemy to strike and think, oh, now we're going to get involved. Now we're going to go and, you know, take take this on and try to defeat it. You know, say say the example of someone breaking into a house. Yes, I would expect that the the parents of the house physically resist and fight against 
than that person breaking into the house. You should do that, Absolutely. right? But how about we take that a step further and rewind in time a little bit and plead the blood of Jesus over that household in the name of Jesus and bind the adversary from even entering the house, right? Isn't that what scripture says, right? Uh-huh. In a number of different places. Amen. And nothing, nothing shall come near your dwelling. No harm Amen. shall come near your dwelling. Psalm right? 91. So, so these are things, that seeds, if you will, and promises the Lord has already given to his children. To Amen. the joint heirs with Christ, to those who would believe. Amen. And they are activated through our prayer, our faith-filled filled and confident prayer. Absolutely. Now, Amen. so in both, because you mentioned a couple of different things right here, uh-huh. honey. You mentioned uh, the preemptive part, mm-hmm. long before it happens, mm-hmm. right? Which is the prophetic intercessory piece, right? Mm-hmm. But then if we also go to James, James 5, right? There is the... I'll say, after some event happens, right? It begins in verse 13, where the question is asked, is anyone among you suffering? And the response is not to address it in natural. It says, then he is to pray, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, if anyone's cheerful, sing praises. If any's among you sick, then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. They are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And then here's the key: and the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who's sick, and then the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, they'll be forgiven. Right? Amen. That is key. What is the prayer of faith? It doesn't matter if it's preemptive or if it's after the fact, if you will, I'm not discounting the, the prophetic intercession. That's what we're talking about. And it is absolutely vital to your life. Mm-hmm. The prayer of faith is saying what the Lord has said to say. Amen. And do what he said to do, right? Which is what the Holy Spirit does. Jesus also says that repeatedly throughout the Gospels. I didn't come on my own initiative, but only as the Father, because the Father sent me, right? I don't mm-hmm. say or or do anything except what the Father says or does. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing of his own initiative, but only as the Father commands did he speak mm-hmm. or did he do, right? Mm-hmm. And the same thing said about Moses. We were talking about that, about Exodus 34. The same exact thing. He would take off the veil when he went into the, the tabernacle and the tent of meeting, and when he come out, it says that he would speak what the Lord had commanded him to say. Amen. Right, so you see this this same pattern. There's got to be, I'll say, revelation and insight, wisdom, knowledge given from the Lord that we choose to agree with, and that's what we are to speak. That's the prayer offered in faith. Amen. Um, James five also continues: the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much, and it gives the example of Elijah. Right, we're talking about authority as a parent, as a uh, it doesn't talk about Elijah's children. Mm-hmm. He had a spiritual son in Elisha, mm-hmm. right? But you see, even in the example given in James 5, he took authority that was given to him by the Lord and said, hey, because of these things, this is what your word says, Lord. So I'm going to come into agreement with you. Let no rain come. Amen. Right, and you see that Amen. in Leviticus twenty-six and Deuteronomy twenty-eight. So let no rain come. Why? Because it was about restoration. But that was insight from the Lord mm-hmm. on how to approach that situation. 
right? And then um, it ends with, let him know the one who turns away a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from the depth and will cover a multitude of sins. Isn't that the whole point of our well, the love of the Father and why he did uh, sent his son to die on the cross, right? Was to cover our sins, remove our iniquity, our shame, and our, our guilt, and all those things. But isn't that the point of interceding? Is to prevent something from happening before it happens? Amen. If you can stop sin before it starts, I, I, I think that that is far more effective than trying to remove the consequences of sin later on. Amen. Because so <laughs> it's important. It matters. Amen. Amen. That I, I prefer to uh, avoid trouble, right? That was that was our scripture uh, that we started with. A prudent person with insight foresees danger coming and prepares himself for it, but the sen- senseless rush blindly forward and suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. A wise, shrewd person discerns the danger ahead and prepares himself, but the naive simpleton never looks ahead and suffers the consequences. I have, I have suffered my own consequences of sin. And I tell you, it was far better for me not to unlock that or open that door. You know, thank God for deliverance after the fact. But Amen. I would have been much better off if I had not even darkened right. that, uh, that pathway, if I had not gone there. Um, so there was a deeper thing of teaching people how to pray, how to intercede. Mm-hmm. And that is saying what, simply saying what the Lord said to say, or as an oversimplification, mm-hmm. but I don't know how much more simpler I can explain it. Like, it's not just stand on whatever scriptures that we come across that we think go speak to the situation. It's saying what the Lord said to say, right? Amen. You can look at Second uh, Samuel as another example. Second um, Samuel 7 with David. Now, David had his plans to build a temple. The Lord blessed him. He made a covenant with him. But then, beginning of verse 18, David prays. And he's literally praying in his prayer. He acknowledges all the things the Lord just said in the covenant that was made with David. Mm-hmm. He's speaking it over not just his life, right? It ends with the very last verse. Um, uh, well, I'll read verses 28 and 29. Now, O Lord God, you are God and your words are truth, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now, therefore, may it please you to bless the house of your servant that it may continue forever before you. You, for you, O Lord God, have spoken, and with your blessing, may the house of your servant be blessed forever. Amen. He's speaking over every generation for his, throughout eternity. Amen. From his place and his time and his position before the Lord during his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's quite the intercession, that they would be blessed. Yeah. Yep. We have the same authority given to us. It's not just because he was King David. Amen. But we need to walk in it. And what did he pray? Exactly what the Lord had just spoken to him. Mm-hmm. He declared. He's declaring it. Exactly. Back to God what he had already said. And he is now agreeing with it. And when we give voice to the word of God, now our ministering angels have something to work with. They can go and take that word and uh, bring it to pass on our behalf. So I want to just read some scriptures that confirm that we have authority over our children, especially in light of calamity and adversity. Um, Matthew chapter 15, uh, verses 21 through 28 is a a woman from um, the region of Tyre and Sidon, and she comes to Jesus and asks for mercy. She acknowledges him as God, but she asks for mercy for her daughter who's demon-possessed. 
And at first, Jesus is quiet and he does not respond to her, but she consists. I mean, she insists and she contends with him. She insists on having the blessing and having assistance with her daughter. And then the Lord speaks to her to give her an opportunity to vocalize her faith. And he he says, I was not sent. Uh, This is verse 24. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. So she took the word of God. She stood on the authority that she had to request of the Messiah that he would heal her daughter and that was granted to her because of her confidence in him and her faith. But the fact that she wouldn't let go of it, she contended for her daughter. She insisted that her daughter would be healed through the doorway that God had provided. If Jesus did not want the woman to be healed, he could have taken care of that. He's God. But instead, he gave her an opportunity to declare her faith. Um, Mark chapter five. This is Jairus um, coming to the Lord because his daughter was at the point of death. And they even get sidetracked by the woman with the issue of blood coming in and, and taking her healing as they were going. And then eventually someone from his household came and said, don't worry about it anymore. Don't even bother. Your daughter's dead. And Jesus told him to be quiet. Don't don't say anything. Believe only. Don't be afraid. Believe only. And he continued to go to his household with them and um, went in and put every everything else, everybody else out. And he didn't let anybody else come with him except for Peter, James and John. Um, And they went into the house of the ruler. And um, I'll I'll pick up at verse 38 says that he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child, the ones who had authority over her, not the doubting people, not the Mm -hmm. naysayers, not anybody else, but the ones who actually had authority and those who were with him that he came, that he brought to teach his disciples and entered where the child was laying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement, but he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something should be given her to eat. So you see mother and fathers who he brought in, because if mommy had said, no, I don't want her to be raised, now we've got conflict. There's not agreement, but he brought both in because they had authority Mm -hmm. over her life and her life was yet restored. So there's there's other scriptures, but we're about out of time for today. So um, I hope that you're enjoying this study on prophetic intercession, and I hope that you're getting something out of it. I hope that you're growing in boldness and courage and tenacity to stand in the authority that God has given you concerning your children and to come boldly before the throne of God, the throne of grace to receive help in time of trouble. But knowing now that you can send the word ahead of time so you can stop the adversary before he has an opportunity to enact his traps. If you have a chance, would you mind liking this podcast, um, sharing this with on your social media and subscribing to this channel? Thank you so much for being a blessing to a day of prayer and to live in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.